So today we are reading from uh, Srimad Bhagavatam chapter 10. Let's see what it has in store for us. Uh, it's the departure of Lord Krishna for Dwarka. Shonaka Muni asked, after killing his enemies who desired to usurp his rightful inheritance, how did the greatest of all religious men, Maharaj Yudhishthir, assisted by his brothers, rule his subjects? Surely he could not freely enjoy his kingdom with unrestricted consciousness. Sutta Goswami said, Lord Shri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the maintainer of the world, became pleased after re-establishing Maharaja Yudhishthir in his own kingdom and after restoring the Kuru dynasty which had been exhausted by the bamboo fire of anger because bamboo burns very quickly right Maharaja Yudhishthir after being enlightened by what was spoken by Bhishma Dev and Lord Shri Krishna the infallible engaged himself in matters of perfect knowledge because all his misgivings were eradicated thus he ruled over the earth and seas and was followed by his younger brothers so in the previous chapter i think what we read is how bhishma dev lying on a bed of arrows which is befitting a warrior uh yudhishthir goes to him because he was the protector and the guide for the throne of hastinapur and even though he was a perfect devotee of shri krishna and he inwardly actually had great affection and he knew that the pandavas were right but because he had sworn his allegiance and taken a an oath to protect the throne his job was to protect the throne very much like you know uh, bahubali as i said katappa katappa was a great man he was a great person however he protected the throne similarly with bhishma dev and uh, so yudhishthir goes to him He's now he's taking over the kingdom and Bhishma gives him all kinds of beautiful advice as to how to maintain and how to run his kingdom in the right possible principles so that was the previous chapter during the reign of maharaja yudhishthir the cloud showered all the water that people needed and the earth produced all the necessities of man in profusion due to its fatty milk bag and cheerful attitude the cow used to moisten the grazing the the grazing ground with milk they used to actually give milk of their own accord they were in a state of bliss the rivers oceans hills mountains forests creepers and active drugs in every season paid their tax quota to the king in profusion they had no problem in taxation because they were all prospering because of the kings having no enemy the living beings were not at any time disturbed by mental agonies diseases or excessive heat or cold shri hari lord shri krishna resided at hastinapur for a few months to pacify his relatives because so many people had died right and please his own sister shubhadra because she was married to arjuna she was married to arjuna afterwards when the lord asked permission to depart and the king gave it see now the lord is asking the king can i now leave for my own kingdom which is dwarka and the king says okay you may go when the lord so afterwards when the lord asked permission to depart and the king gave it the lord offered his respects to maharaj yudhishthir by bowing down at his feet and the king embraced him because he was a guest in the kingdom yudhishthir was the king in that kingdom so krishna was playing the role of a particular person and he gave all due respect to the king because he was setting an example 
if he paid respect to yudhishthir everybody else would because he was the supreme personality of godhead so always when very senior people set an example other people will follow if senior people kind of throw all laws and regulations out of the window then people will say he is not doing it so why should i so you got to always set by example set an example after this the lord being embraced by others and receiving their obeisances got onto a got into his chariot at that time shubhadra draupadi kunti uttara gandhari dhritarashtra yuyutsu kripacharya nakula sahadev bhimasena dhomya and satyavati all nearly fainted because it was impossible for them to bear separation from lord krishna during the battle fifth during the battle and prior prior to the battle even though they were all on different sides krishna was playing a particular role now that's over now krishna is there himself he's pacified everybody you know these things happen uh, it was all it was a part of destiny it was a question of fate it was my own will so he's pacified all of them but now when he's set to go people are just they they're feeling so sad that he's finally our lord is leaving us the intelligent who have understood the supreme lord in association with pure devotees and have become freed from bad materialistic association can never avoid hearing the glories of the lord even though they have heard them only once how then could the pandavas tolerate his separation for they had been intimately associated with his person seeing him face to face touching him conversing with him and sleeping sitting and dining with him how many people have got that extremely good fortune to be face to face with god or for that matter with a very saintly person there's very few people who actually have that great fortune and they had it now they are losing that he he they still have that affection he still has the affection for them however he's not going to be there in person all their hearts were melting for him on the pot of attraction they looked at him without blinking their eyes and they moved hither and thither in perplexity the female relatives whose eyes were flooded with tears out of anxiety for krishna came out of the palace they could stop their tears only with great difficulty they feared that tears would cause misfortune at the time of departure so a lot of even our ancestors even our great you know grandparents even our parents who you know are kind of who've been educated in the old ways or been brought up in the old ways they always say that never cry when a person is leaving even though you're extremely sad because it could bring misfortune they also actually give you if there's no sweet they give you a little bit of sugar in your mouth to sweeten your mouth for your journey so there's a lot of these old traditions so these were traditions that they were following they were desperate they were crying their eyes were swollen they had been crying before but when they went before the lord they 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 controlled that tears even though no misfortune could fall on krishna they still did that because they didn't want krishna to be harmed in any way they knew he is the you know he is the he is the supreme personality of godhead but such is their emotion and i'll share with you a small this thing so when i had uh, my deities my shaligram shilas came to me very mysteriously and each one of them a very beautiful story which i'll tell you but i won't so when they came to me a very dear friend of mine and wellwisher said that you know you it's a very special relationship when the deity comes to your house so i've got jagannath baldev subhadra at home and i have got uh, two shaligrams and i've got sudarshan mahayantra 
Sudarshan Mahayantra is here with me in Mysore, whereas all the others are in, uh, in, in Bombay, in my mom's house. And they are worshipped and everything. So, when God comes to your house, it's a dual relationship. He is the protector and he is the protected at the same time. Because he is in your house, under your roof, he is now your responsibility. You've got to protect him, you've got to take care of him, you've got to bathe him, you've got to feed him, you've got to clothe him. And because he is the supreme personality who is in your house, he is also protecting you. So it's a very sweet uh, relationship. Uh, and when you're changing their clothes, when you're taking the Shaligram Shila in your hand and you're massaging them with, with, with oil, then you put the eyes, because Shaligram is Krishna in the form of stone, black stone. And you're putting their eyes, you're putting tilak for them, you're giving him a crown to wear. And at some point I can I'll share pictures with you of, of, of the deities. So you'll see how the deities are decorated. So you're giving them food, you're giving you're cleaning them, you're bathing them, you're you're worshipping them. It's all so many different emotions that come at almost at the same time. So again. While the Lord was departing from the palace of Hastinapura, different types of drums like the Mridanga, Dhola, Nagara, Dunduri and Dundubi and flutes of different types, the Veena, Gomukha and Bheri all sounded together to show him honour. Out of a loving desire to see the Lord, the royal ladies of the Kurus got up on top of the palace, on the terraces, in the balconies and smiling with affection and shyness, they showered flowers upon the Lord. They just wanted to get that last glimpse of him before he left. He'd always be in their hearts and in their mind's eye, but physically he would not be he would not be visible. At that time, Arjuna, the great warrior and conqueror of sleep, who is the intimate friend of the most beloved Supreme Lord, took up an umbrella which had a handle of jewels and was embroidered with lace and pearls. Uddhava and Satyaki began to fan the Lord with decorated fans and the Lord as the master of Madhu seated on scattered flowers commanded them along the road. It was being heard here and there that the benedictions being paid to Krishna were neither befitting nor unbefitting because they were all for the absolute who was now playing the part of a human being. So they were worshipping him by a, like a lord. At the same time, he was a human. He was in human form, right? Absorbed in the thought of the transcendental qualities of the lord, who is sung in select poetry, the ladies on the roofs of the houses of Hastinapura began to talk of him. The talk was more attractive than the hymns of the Vedas. Oh, Krishna is so great. Oh, Krishna, when he was a kid, he did this. So they are describing how he looks, how he is dressed, how he conducted himself, how he is so powerful, how he is so wise. And this is a tradition in North India, especially in Bengal. The ladies do something, I don't know whether it's here in South India or not, but the ladies up north do something known as Uludhvani. So they go, it's, 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 it's a, so you, you pro it probably happens here too, right? So all the ladies get together and do this Uludhvani. The talk this talk was more attractive than the hymns of the Vedas. This is personal. This is their own feelings that have come into it. They said, here he is, the original personality of Godhead as we definitely remember him. He alone existed before the manifested creation of the modes of nature. And in him only, 
because he is the supreme lord all living beings merge as if sleeping at night their energy is suspended the personality of godhead again desiring to give names and forms to his parts and parcels the living entities place them under the guidance of material nature by his own potency material nature is empowered to recreate here is the same supreme personality of godhead whose transcendental form is experienced by the great devotees who are completely cleansed of material consciousness by dint of rigid devotional service and full control of life and the senses and that is the only way to purify existence so are are there's i as i've explained there's no such thing as hindu what we have is sanatan dharma everybody south of the hindu kush mountains were labeled as hindus by the aggressors right by the invaders uh there is also another the bhakti we have is devotional service but it's known as sadhana bhakti sadhana means practice it means discipline so our bhakti the kind of bhakti devotional service but you follow a certain set of rules and regulations for discipline for focus you just follow the prescribed method so it says here by dint of rigid devotional service and full control of life and the senses and that is the only way to purify existence you don't just concoct and make up some method that you have oh this works for me i will do this part of this i'll take this from this religion i'll take this from this you take all the good things but don't try to create your own there are people who are much much more wiser than us who came up with all of these religious practices right a lot of people will say oh religion is just a way to control people yeah people need to be controlled you let people just run amok there'll be anarchy it'll be chaos control is absolutely necessary so uh, chapter 2 of bhagavad gita there's this verse called the regulative principles of freedom yes so regulation on one side freedom on the other side so you can have freedom but you can't have complete freedom because if you have complete freedom there's a chances that it will go all crazy it'll go it'll go awry oh dear friends here is the word very Uh, here is the very per- very personality of godhead whose attractive and confidential pastimes are described in the confidential parts of vedic literature by his great devotees it is he only who creates maintains and annihilates the material world and still remains unaffected wherever there are kings and administrators living like animals in the lowest modes of existence the lord in his transcendental form manifests his supreme power the truth positive shows special mercy to the faithful performs wonderful activities and manifests various transcendental forms as is necessary in different pe- pe- uh, periods and ages so there's a famous verse right yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata which is krishna saying i come in different forms in different uh, uh, millenniums in different civilizations based on the circumstances so he comes as varaha he comes at hezika he comes at as narsimhadev he comes as matsya avatar so based on the circumstance and the need he comes in that particular form here he comes in the form of shri krishna himself swayam krishna even lord brahma says krishna astu bhagavan swayam you are god let there be no doubt about this adi shankracharya He is supposed to be a reincarnation of Lord Shiva. His famous bhajan is "Bhaja Govindam, Bhaja Govindam, Bhaja Govindam Moodamate." 
and that song's been made famous by ms subalakshmi right bhaja govindam chant the glories of govinda mood mate means you foolish person so many authorities tell us and still we doubt and one of the biggest things that i think i i i myself was very confused i mean even though in our family we are both krishna bhakts and shiva bhakts for example in my family our kul devta is uh, shivji our kul devi is amba so she's devi but we are all vaishnavas my dad side of the family we are all vaishnavas my mom side of the family we are vaishnavas we feel we see no distinction between these two but there's so many authorities saying krishna is a so but still when i was young i guess because of the people i i associated with or they always said vishnu is the supreme it's not it's krishna everybody if you read a lot of script a lot of literature not scripture is the incarnations of vishnu it's not the incarnations of vishnu vishnu is one of the forms of krishna one of the expansions of krishna so he says he performs wondrous activities and maintains man, manifests various transcendental forms as is necessary in different periods and ages oh how supremely glorified is the dynasty of king yadu how virtuous is the land of mathura where the supreme leader of all living beings the husband of the goddess of fortune has taken his birth and wandered in his childhood it's a very holy dham so he was born in mathura but he grew up in vrindavan and we know the story of how the child the children were exchanged right i think we know that story right undoubtedly it is wonderful that dwarka has defeated the glories of the heavenly planets why just because that's krishna's kingdom where krishna is that's the most glorified so dwarka has defeated the glories of the heavenly planets and has enhanced the celebrity of the earth earth itself is elevated because dwarka is on earth even though it's not a heavenly planet it's actually earth is a hellish planet actually earth is a hellish planet so they say you know human life is what dukhalay ashashvatam dukhalay nyayalay is legal is is the law courts dukhalay it's a place or it's a school for sorrow it's a place of sorrow and ashashvatam it's a place of disease so it's very simple and and there's reasons right because what is the whole cycle of life birth death old age disease and old age or rather birth disease old age and death and something very powerful that i've heard i've read and i've heard from so many people is this the moment you're born is the moment you start dying the moment you're born is the moment you start dying and that is so deep yeah. it's so deep because so what is the moral of the story if i have a limited period of time i'll speed up my activities to make sure that i capitalize on that time so well that i make the maximum use of that time yet what do we do we waste the human life by doing so many different things may included but scripture tells us that you know listen your time is limited the focus and the purpose of human life is to not come back to attain liberation you have given human you've been given human form of life you've been given intellect you've been given discernment you've been given so many things consciousness use it properly and yet we don't
the inhabitants of dwarka are always seeing the soul of all living beings krishna in his loving feature he glances at them and favors them with sweet smiles oh friends just think of his wives whose hands he has accepted how they must have undergone vows baths fire sacrifices and perfect worship of the lord of the universe to constantly relish now in the nectar from his lips by kissing the damsel of rajbhumi would often faint just by expecting such favors oh my god krishna is going to come and see me today oh they faint they swoon they're in ecstasy so they must have done so many penances that i want to be krishna's wife so they are pure souls they've elevated themselves to have that so you can have a relationship with krishna in different ways you can have krishna as a friend you can have krishna as your child you can have krishna as your mentor your guru you can have krishna so there are so many different relationships that you can have with krishna and each one of us needs to establish what is my eternal relationship with krishna the children of these ladies are pradyum samba amba etc ladies like rukmini satyabhama and jambavati were forcibly taken away by him from their swayamvara ceremonies after he defeated many powerful kings have you heard of this rukmini's love letters to krishna or oh, you must read it she never met him she never met him she used to write she used to write him love letters and he came and he took her away from there her brother was rukmi rukmini was a sister so krishna so there are many it's not just rukmini so the ladies are padyumna samba amba ladies like rukmini satyabhama and jambavati were forcibly taken away by him from their swayamvara ceremonies after he defeated many powerful kings headed by shishupal and other ladies were also forcibly taken away by him after he killed bhaumasura and thousands of his assistants all of these ladies are glorious so look at what he did he killed the people who were harassing them he killed the evil people but because they had dependents he took the dependents under his shelter he did not abandon them he did not abandon them all these women auspiciously glorified their lives despite their being without individuality and without purity their husband the lotus eyed personality of god had never left them alone at home he always pleased their hearts by making valuable presentations the ladies girls like gifts so krishna was no other he would make them happy he would give them gifts apart from his personal association which should be enough but because they had a certain feminine side to them and these were things that made them very happy delighted them he would also give them gifts while the ladies of the capital hastinapura were greeting him and talking in this way the lord smiling accepted their good greetings and casting the grace of his glance over them he departed from the city maharaj yudhishthir although no one's enemy engaged four divisions of defense horse elephant chariot and army to accompany lord krishna the enemy of the asuras or the demons the maharaja did this because of the enemy and also out of affection for the lord krishna needs no protection it's because of him he was because he was on the side of pandavas they won that what they won that battle they were on the side of the right of dharma krishna didn't need but he fears even he knows he is a supreme personality of god but his mood is such oh my god krishna my protector my dear friend how can i let him travel to dwarka on his own let me send my army to protect him and look at the army he sends he sends who does he send four divisions 
horse, elephants, chariots, and the army. He sends all kinds of people. Hey, go with Krishna, make sure he gets to Dwarka safely. Out of profound affection for Lord Krishna, the Pandavas, who were of the Kuru dynasty, accompanied him a considerable distance to see him off. Nowadays, when people come to our house, mostly, okay, I'm going. Oh, nice. Please do come again, is what we say, right? The door is shut, they're gone. But I remember when I was young, when people would come home, we would definitely accompany them at least down the stairs to the main gate, see them seated in their cars. Correct? In many societies, even now, the people are left to their village and then they come back. Correct? So this is how it used to be done. It is out of respect. And it's, it's that, oh, he's going, he's going, he's going, or that person, that guest is going. But I still have a chance to associate with him for a little longer. Parting is also, they say, parting is such sweet sorrow. It's heartbreaking to see somebody go. But it's still, that feeling is so nice, it's so intense. It can't be replicated by just when somebody sitting in front of you. You may be sitting and talking to somebody for hours. But you feel the departure, the pangs of departure only when the person is going to leave. When the person sitting with you, you don't realize because the time is passing. Now the penultimate time has come, oh, the person is going. Oh my God, you're going. Do you have to go? Can you stay for some more time? O Shanaka, the Lord then proceeded towards Kuru Jamgala, Panchala, Surashena, the land on the bank of the river Yamuna, Brahmavarta, Kurukshetra, Matsya, Sarvatsa, the province of the desert and the land of scanty water. After crossing these provinces, he gradually reached the Sovira and Abira provinces and then west of these reached Dwarka at last. Where is Dwarka? Dwarka is in the far tip of India. And where is uh, uh, this thing? It's, it's a long distance. And remember, no cars, no trains, no buses, chariots. How fast can a chariot go? And for how long? So that journey took a while. Even though Krishna could like... Teleport in a second, no, but he still went through that journey. On his journey through these provinces, he was welcomed, worshipped and given various presentations. So you can imagine that journey even took longer. Because everywhere he went, there were people waiting to see him. And he would not offend them by oh, just passing through. By like some celebrities do, they just pass through. He waited. He gave them the opportunity gave them the opportunity to talk to him, to take, accept gifts, to look at them, just made them feel very nice. This was regularly observed after sunset. 